0: Following pendant
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary for the now. season premiere Soon of Season 8 of The Kingery, Episode 1, All the Rebel That Remains. I'm your director, Dave Morgan. With me on this is the writer of this episode, Jeffrey Bridges. Hello, Dave. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome back. It's been a while. Pull up a seat. It has. It's
0: oh, so good to be back. It
1: is good to be back, and you're in it's for a roller coaster. So and We're starting out right away in, in a rave, it me. sounds like. <laughs> At the
0: equilibrium. The equilibrium. Yes. We finally have what we named the, name the, bar, of the bar. It it uh, was named many seasons ago. Uh, this is one of the things you'll find this season. Um, I should mention between seasons, I finally put together a really large series Bible document. It's over a hundred pages. Uh, you have a copy of yes, it. Yes, it's huge. Um, Right, and this is where we, uh, since I had gone, I went back through every single script and I pulled out all little bits of continuity that we might have forgotten, like the Equilibrium, mm-hmm. uh, that was the name of the bar many seasons ago, where Seth was the original bartender before uh, Julie went on her killing spree and he was one of her vi- uh, uh, first victims, yes. but um, way back when. So, yes, so now it's the same bar, and uh, Venice has taken over. Uh, we met her briefly last season, and we'll be learning more about her this season, sort of uh, getting into her a little more, bringing her up. Little further.
1: Yep, and she's played by Anna Rodriguez and of course we have yes. Tommy played by Pete Milan. Tommy, of course, abusing his liver. Like he does. Second season
0: in a row he started <laughs> off by doing that. Like he do. he's got problems, man. It's tough. He's got a he's got it's tough to be Tommy. It's know. hard
1: out here for a pimp.
0: That's right. <laughs> but um of course last season ended with the complete destruction of the Busan compound. And uh, Tommy was in complete control of Sector 88G, and so as you can hear now, he's starting to sort of branch out into new avenues of business that he uh, wasn't able to do before, always worrying about the Shimizus and the Buissons and all of that other crime nonsense. So now he's just all, you know, hey, money, business, good stuff. Actually going semi-legit. Semi. Yeah, yeah, semi, you know. Because, you know,
1: there's still money to be made in slightly more illicit arrangements, but... Of course. But, you know, never hurts to have some legitimate money coming in as well. I'm amused by, by the fact that one of those
0: is a uh, coming up here, the uh, Clown College. <laughs> you know, I um, I was putting in, like, what kind of other businesses would he be, uh, you know, getting into. And asteroid mining is a thing that's going to come up a few times this season. So that's, like, a big thing. And we were like, I was just trying to think of. Something that would, you know, you wouldn't expect, just a little bit of levity, you know. Totally sorry. random and perfect for this show.
1: Christ, yeah. <laughs> All right, and now we move over to Shenanigans. We have Socks, played by Renee Christine Jones, and Zeph, played by Brian Reed. And uh, the chorus of the uh, workers of Shenanigans in the background.
0: Yes, as always, the uh, the musical uh, serenade of, of Shenanigans.
1: Noises <laughs> <Yeah>. get made. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes. And of course, we can. Go ahead. I was just saying, it's nice having the the fun banter with Sox and Zeph again. After last season, when they were so much just pain and angst and stuff, it's nice to have them having a little fun for a minute, anyways.
0: Yeah, well, as you'll see um, from the first scene, definitely you you saw it a bit with Tommy, and you'll, you're seeing it here with Socks. Is that there's still some fallout mm-hmm. from all of the stuff that happened last season? As you would expect on this show, where we have a pretty uh, serialized nature, so there's and, and definite uh, ramifications.
1: And that's uh, good. We're showing that because a lot of shows they just go go on you know, just gloss over it, and you know we're heading going head on with it. You know because yeah, you know, they've been yeah. through hell, and uh, you know they need we we need to see them dealing with it
0: right and for reasons that you saw last uh, uh season Zeph is obviously better equipped to deal with what they went through he is more prepared he was you know trained to deal with these sort of things but socks wasn't and so it's uh it's definitely something that she's gonna have to grapple with
1: and, and poor poor renee it was so hard for her to get through this sounding less like stuttering and just more like nervous energy
0: <laughs> yeah
1: there were there were several things that I just had to kind of tone down a little because it sounded more like uh, uh elmer fudd or porky pig going through the line there <laughs> god love her though she does she does a hell of a job in this
0: whole episode you, you've yeah you've, a big that. To yeah, a big big scene insane. coming later and she just blew me away with that yes so
1: now coffee a base that that's just a, a thing
0: in here right that's not uh, anything real i assume <laughs> no i wish it was <laughs> oh, but nice. um no, it's um, you know, coffee always brings you up right. and you know wakes you up and gets you jittery if you have too much of it. And so I figured at this point, in this far into the future, they'd have you know something that sort of did the opposite. But people love coffee, so maybe right. it tastes the same. You know, and it, it brings you down and calms you. you. <sighs> I can <Yeah>. use some. <laughs>
1: but for now, I have beer. Couldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I have beer, and that that does well for me as well.
0: That's true. Although the coffee would have the benefit of not. You know, inebriating folks. So uh, if you yes. just needed to bellow for, you know, wanted to chill and go to bed. Right. Good way to calm yourself. Without falling into bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are at the lovely Kingery Casino here with uh, Major and k played by MCO Garcia and uh, Jack Cock, respectively. And uh, Russell Gold here playing uh, Mr. Jennings. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the Kingery. I love him. You remember I love him so much. You remember Russell Gold played uh, uh Staten in seasons 3 and 4.
0: Many seasons
1: ago. Many moons ago. And it's really nice to have him back. He's always a, he's always a fun guy to have in there. He's got a very distinctive voice that I love.
0: I love that he, how he kind of played uh, the character, kind of a little bit like Wallace Shawn, yes. which made me, uh, he he's just a little weaselly, you know, in that great way that Wallace Shawn does, and I really loved it. I'm we didn't give him um, anything except the lines, right. you know, for the casting call, and that was all his doing, and it's really I just I couldn't have been happier with it. It's fabulous great. job! So welcome back, Russell. <laughs> and of course, yes.
1: I, I love that we're getting more Major in K-Lock. and K-Lock. Um, that was yes. one of my favorite things to come out of last season, besides badass uh, Zeph. Yeah. Um, yeah, so
0: we'll be getting a lot more of, of Major and Kaylok having scenes together this yes. time.
1: So I'm looking so forward to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emma
1: has a great laugh, whether it's for Major yes. or for ha- Havner or whoever. It's just it's a great laugh. Yeah, I love, you
0: can't miss it. I love getting to put it in
1: let you insult
0: Lord <laughs> It will not happen. K-Lock is a lot of fun because he's, he's so physically different from every other character, right. so we get to do a lot of different really fun things with him that you can't do with humans right. or even Tithia, you know, or a robot, so he's a... I love that he's just so out there. He's just like this, you know, giant paramecium. That that picture you drew of him, like, I think last season with the <laughs> right. hat, he's just a... It was
1: great. Right, On Twitter, you're going to check it out. I might retweet yes. that. But... Yeah, I mean, because he is definitely the, by far the most alien person we've had on this show. Yes, uh, Tithia, she's still half-human. Proc, he's still bipedal. It's kind of very Star right. Trek. Most of the aliens are still two arms, two legs, and a face. Yeah, it's just there's variations like tentacles and whatever. But yeah, uh, Kalok is just
0: he's something else. <laughs> yeah, he is, and we're,
1: we're happy to have him as a as a full-time character now.
0: Yes. See, like, you can't get lines like that with no. anyone else.
1: It's so and, much fun to write. And poor Jack. I may have, I need to do a, a blooper reel this year for no other reason than to get his attempts at saying that line out there to the public. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, it was a struggle for him with all the techno babble.
0: I guess that's yeah. bio babble. Yeah, the boss, He's the boss. Bio babble. And the this bit in here with um, where he goes on about Major's uh, size and the force of one of her punches, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to physically convey uh, how you know, massive and muscular she is. I mean, we've always said she's really big and built like a tank, but right. I wanted to give some uh, more direct information on that. And the, the force with the punches and stuff, I actually looked all that up, and I, as far as I know, I mean, I'm no expert, but that should be... Pretty accurate, and that's it, that kind of freaked me out. I'm like, my God, she would destroy somebody if she punched them in the face. So I, I mean, that's great because she's, you know, the biggest yeah, badass at the kingery But man, yeah, science, right? <laughs> the science of pain. Yeah, Mister White. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm. There's a small part of me that's a little curious about how that's going to work when they get a room.
0: <laughs> if they get You ready. might find information about how he does yes. certain in the future. Yes, in, so. it's in the future soon.
1: I <laughs> You will enjoy. Oh, here it. We are. Here we go. to have upwards of 1000 pounds of force. That is enough to accelerate your head at over 50 times the force of gravity.
0: That's that's like true stuff like boxers we did that that. It's nuts. What say is get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, tell me and by
1: the way, I, I feel like we finally gene? gave his species right. a name, sort of. Nobody's we did, that's Specimen yes. Specimen 4W198N. That's, yes again,
0: science. What that... did you call him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I figured not every uh, race is going to name themselves the way humans have. We're humans and now they're going to have names, so I figured that since he's always pretty technical and kind mm. of formal, that their race would have, you know, followed these sort of formal nomenclature right. rules. And so that's how they just, that's when they were categorizing the species of their planets that they got to themselves and they just fell in line with everything else and on they went. And
1: This so. is what we are and this is how
0: we will be. Carry on. Exactly. And I, I like that it kind of helps also set him apart further still. Like he's just that different from everyone else, which is a big story as you'll see here. I mean, the, the, uh, the slimy 4-dub comment he yeah. had to deal with. So is, it's he's definitely really different from everyone else at the Kingery. So it's a, a, a story that we're exploring with him this season.
1: It's a very Star Trek way of dealing with things by dealing with racism through speciesism. Yes. And it's better than painting one side of him black
0: and one side of him white and the other one the other way. <laughs> uh, I just saw that episode yes. recently. Man, it was something else. Okay.
1: Anyway. Uh, and now we're at uh, Sarah's Restaurant. Uh, Sarah, yes. of course, played by lovely Susan Bridges. And uh, Tithia, played by Cat uh, Pride. Are we call- still calling her that for now, I guess?
0: Uh, she hasn't told I us to change her credit, so right.
1: uh, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Carry on. <laughs> and, of course, we get the now um, kind of awkward conversation here between two women who've lost their mothers fairly recently.
0: Yes. Admittedly, under completely
1: um, different circumstances. I... Completely
0: different circumstances. But... Uh, Socks didn't really have anyone else to go to about that. I mean, Tommy's got some experience with that, but you can't really just go to the boss with every right. issue you've got, especially when he's dealing with his own crap. So she's looking for some, you know, guidance, some right. anything, you know, what? to figure out how to cope no, with Socks
1: it. Sox isn't so much looking for the guidance as she needs it, and she's That's going true. to get it whether she wants it or not.
0: Right. The people who care about her are sort right. of helping her find it, even though she's trying to resist it is a bit.
1: I think it's interesting. Yeah. Tithia's favorite uh, di- dish yeah. is grilled cooey. Um, yes. That's guinea pig. it? It's spelled it? differently. It's spelled differently. The guinea pig's uh, dish cooey uh, than we spelled in the script, for example. But that, that's what a cooey uh, is, actually.
0: <laughs> I had no idea. Very big that's in South America. Of those things that came up from uh, – the putting the Bible, right. the giant Bible document together is it was mentioned in a past script that she ordered it somewhere and said it was her favorite thing so it went into her like bio file and right. I'm like oh that's a great, the reason we put this giant document together is for instances just like this, we could throw it in and it's a nice character thing right. for her but um, yeah I had no idea, I mean it was spelled that way in the old script right. so I don't know if it actually is the same or not
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh and that, that ad-lib that uh, Sox just had with the uh, about Zeph putting a, a dick in his mouth, Renee begged me not to use that, which of course means <laughs> use it.
0: <laughs> it's the danger of sending anything to a director. That's if, you right. if you don't want them to use it, don't send don't it. Don't send it at all. I've learned That's that. The only way. So yeah. you should learn it too, kids. Really long ass time. <laughs> but I, I thought
1: it was just it fit with the frustration, just so great.
0: <laughs> it worked very well. Yes. Uh,
1: I didn't go through even half that kind of stuff with my mom that you did with yours but even
0: then her death was interesting thing about this scene and uh what i think ended up being uh the best scene in this episode which is socks's uh big monologue scene later is that um neither of these okay. scenes were planned in the outline for the episode I... mm-hmm. uh it was just the sock story bit of her trying to Um, You know, take a job as the mistress again and having difficulty doing that after everything she's been through. Right. And um, it I had put in just that early scene and it seemed like the episode was way too light. There wasn't enough. And from where things pick up in the second episode, um, it wasn't explored enough. And so that's where I got the idea. I'm like, well, Tithia dealt with something similar, and they could have this moment together that would give you some good character stuff. And it led to that really great scene that's coming up in a little bit. So I'm really happy that uh, those got put in. Yes.
1: I I, I love listening to that one over again. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of. But we'll get to that. Right now we've got um, another loose
0: end from last season to tie up. Yes. We
1: weren't sure if Damon and Cassandra were killed. At the end of right, it was, seven, it was a m-
0: bit of a minor cliffhanger right when things were, uh, everything was going to hell. Their ship got Crushed. caught when Zeph was uh, wiping out the compound with the, the Worthington. So, um, but yes, as you can hear, they both survived and they might be the only two left, as far as they know, uh, anywhere near the Busan compound. So. Right, and so they're just out in the middle of nowhere, yep. um, trying to start, keep a fire
1: going, and it goes out. <laughs> because of course it does. Of course it does of course it of course it, it does what down. else could happen Not sure why it's picking it up now. and that's of course chris Bayes as cassandra and colin kelly as damon Never get the yes the wind dies down. Uh,
0: and I, I love the um the sound effects work here and when they get to the little shed a bit later the mm-hmm. metal sounds and everything you did a really really nice job with those yeah
1: those metal sounds were harder to find than you'd think but i managed to, to dig that up somewhere i, I it was, in, it was in the the pile of sound effects I have over here on the side of my desk, just stacking up. I pulled out. Oh, there it is. That'll work.
0: Toppling over, spilling on the floor. Yes. Sound everywhere. Cat's buried
1: under it now and then. <laughs>
0: uh, hmm.
1: A storage facility. I wonder what's in here. What could Daphne have kept in here?
0: Uh, Emily, actually. Yes, Emily. Yes. Daphne is socks. F- it, unless anyone out there forgot that's her yes. first name. But yes. Emily had a uh, a little little shack set off apart from everything else with power, mm-hmm. uh, as we can see. Well, valuable maybe I guess. <laughs> Depends valuable, on your de- um useful. Well, you know they were the basis for the armies that they made last season. So in some respects, that they were valuable in that way. You know? Kind of important, but the originals to go back to.
1: But yeah, when it's that uh, Darby, and Richards. Um, well, I am happy to see uh, Jawbone return for, for personal reasons.
0: Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah as far as storyline goes, you got to wonder, oh, what fresh hell is this?
0: Yeah, but well, you'll find out more yes. about how well those those clones are doing next episode. We'll, we'll call that a tease. Yes, yes.
1: <sighs> now we uh, head up into space um, with Asa, played by Edward Herman, and Socks. Yes. Um, this seemed very reminiscent of a scene, I think it was two seasons ago, mm-hmm. when uh, Tithia disposed of one of the proc's, proc clones' remains.
0: Actually, it was Debbie. It was Debbie? It was Debbie's remains, okay. yes. Uh, that was an intentional uh, callback. Susan wrote right. that um, past episode. <laughs> right. And I, uh, it, it was a really great moment for Tithia. She had a big monologue in there, too, where right. she was saying goodbye. And um, since. Tithia and Sox had that conversation and Tithia gave her you know this is what I did I wanted to sort of mirror that scene and say well Socks is like okay fine I'll try it but she doesn't know what she's doing and so it goes quite a bit differently for her but it, it gives you I, I kind of like that you see these two very different characters sort of going through a very similar thing in the different ways it impacts them. Well I mean that's so,
1: it's very different relationships Tithia yes. always very close to Devi, while Socks was abandoned by Emily until last season. Right. And so, you know, it, they're totally different situations, but sometimes the same situation can be handled, you know, different situations can be handled the same way. Um, now, the uh, teacup here, we saw that
0: in season five, right? Uh, there were, there was at least one scene. There was at least one um,
1: reference to it, I know.
0: Where Emily was having tea. I think it might have been when Socks first met her at the okay. end of season six. Well, that that might have been six. I don't remember now, but... um, Yeah, season six. Yeah, right. And I think it was then that she was having tea. So, yeah, yeah, it was a tie back to, I think, from before.
1: Again, continuity. We're we're being big on continuity this season. Yes. Which which I love because I'm a big continuity wonk.
0: I am too, but we're also... I also think that this season uh, and this episode in particular is a really great point uh, for people to jump on if they Mm -hmm. haven't listened to the show and they're like, oh, my God, seven seasons. I don't have time to go back through all those episodes. Well, you could jump on right here, and I think... We're doing a pretty good job uh, going forward from here that you could pick it up from here and figure out what's going on and get to know these characters and enjoy it just as much. So we're trying to make it accessible to new folks and for the people who've been with us for eight seasons, you know, tie back into all of that stuff from before that make you go, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that thing. Right. It's (laughs) all about them
1: new experiences. I just got to say, uh, Edward Herman has, has done an amazing job as Asa. Yes. Both he last settled it for really the nice. Yes. It's really, uh... and- Taking what we had before, but made it his own at the same time, and, and that
0: was a, another great thing about um, adding these two scenes is that we got to I got to add him in, and we get right. to see Asa, Otherwise, he wasn't in this episode, and uh, this is also serving to remind you that yes, mm-hmm. he and Socks are still married, and they have to stay married, right? Uh, in order for Socks to, in them, you know, to yeah, just them. in
1: case a was on right. escape. Exactly, you
0: never know. You never know. Yes. Hmm. Like and then here, here is Renee blowing it out of the water oh my god and just every take of this it was
1: so difficult to uh to figure out which parts of which takes to use because she's just knocking it out of the park every time and um and this was the hardest thing for me to mix uh partially because of that just because of the emotional oomph this thing has. Yeah. i really wanted to make sure it just hit all the right notes and um I mean mo- most of that I mean is, is all due to Renee she did a phenomenal job here with basically two pages all on her own
0: it's a very long model. Yes. yeah. but
1: but the energy is kept up through it and you just and you can just see her just all this pent up for however old she is years yeah. frustration just finally coming out of this stupid fucking teacup
0: yep because everybody needs that release sometime right in- Whenever it finally happens, it just—it's like the floodgates open, you know, and it just comes out. And from a writing perspective, it was really interesting because you get to really get into like the heart of this character who's spilling their emotional guts out. And it's a—it was very cathartic in Mm -hmm. terms of the character. And I mean, it's it's not personally not with me, but um, uh, it was something I kind of wish we could do for like all the characters. I want to give everyone giant monologues at some point because you get so much good. Uh, character meat out of that and exactly. it's, it's just great and then the actors just turn it into this amazing stuff I mean I got goosebumps just now and I got them the first time I heard it and every time I've heard it this scene just blows yeah. me away so congratulations to you and Thank Renee you. and it's just it's amazing yeah, I love yeah definitely
1: it. the thing I'm most proud of so far in my uh,
0: Kingery directing career and well you should be because fabulous it is Talking to your fucking
1: Crying like a baby. now her, I, I decided yeah, we, to just, every time she said a name, just have her just keep smashing that damn teacup so there was just nothing but dust.
0: Right, it was pulverized. Yeah. And I got
1: by. And. And
0: I always got by. It's just. And I did it then. And I'll do it now. Yeah. But see, this is a different kind of. Um, you know, last season we had when we uh, with Emily in the torture mm-hmm. chamber. There was some stuff that was tough to listen to, mm-hmm. and this gets kind of tough to listen to, but in a different way. You almost feel like, like with the mixing and her performance, right. it's always like this is so intimate. I'm like, whoa, should I even be listening? This right. is her but private such moment. Such an you know? intimate moment for her. Exactly. Yeah. You, and I love that though. It's it's so good. And um,
1: now. The, the, she cries throughout a lot of this episode the rest of the scene some of that i did pull from an episode last season where she was crying i kind of mixed oh. that in with the uh with what she already gave she already gave me a lot but there was like some gaps i was like i need to stretch this out right. a little more and i was like she cried a lot last season i can do
0: that he, yeah
1: poor socks yeah poor socks she's she's been through so much and she started out as this fun kind of stupid character and now right. look at her all grown up yeah. Dealing with well, those are the problems. ones
0: you know that uh, that you don't expect to go there. They're the ones you have to take there because that's where you find all the interesting right. conflict and character bits. So,
1: right, it's, it's like Nog in Deep Space Nine. He's this stupid character for several seasons. All of a sudden, he gets injured, loses a leg, and he becomes a much deeper emotional character. Yeah, because of it. I know I reference
0: Star Trek a lot, but hey, it's like a common thing a lot of people get. So. you've got to. This show owes a lot to it, I think. Yes. So. But um, yeah, this season is going to be very, very different um, mm-hmm. in tone from last season. There will be no torture scenes. To, I promise all of Yay! you that. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can so retire the faster. dentist
1: drill sound and the zappy
0: sound effects. But, um, Every season at Kingery has sort of had its own feel, and it's been it's been a little different from the ones before. Right. So this one is going to follow along that path, and we've got a lot of really big surprises coming up and a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that we've never done on the show before, and we're taking characters in totally new directions, and I'm really excited about all of it. It's been really great. I mean, we're up to, like, the fifth script now is just about ready to go to cast, and so we're almost halfway through the season in writing, and it's just it's really great stuff. So please, stay with us, kids. Yes, keep listening.
1: And by the way, that was Michael Liebman playing the voice of the computer. Just two little lines, and yeah, thank you. Worked out just so fine. Venice, you... And uh, now we're back at, at the equilibrium. Party's still yes. going on.
0: Wanted to bookmark the episode with the scenes and show yes. that Tommy's really not getting anywhere uh, no. with Venice. He's clearly got something he's got to get off his chest, and she is just, she's no good at talking. No.
1: For a bartender, <laughs> she's not
0: very good at listening um I do like she's she, friendly and personable and good at, at selling drinks. But yes. that's You
1: know, but as far as a yeah. friendly ear, she's gonna try because she knows that's her job.
0: She'll try, but, but she can't really, you know. She, she's, she's advice she's, isn't right. her thing.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> as we find out a second when he asks about regrets and uh, yes, doesn't quite get where he's going.
0: I called the guy up the deal. So we roll oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Anna said she had no idea where that story was going to go, so she just kind of left it. Yeah. But in my defense, he stole
0: my coffee maker. And that was a uh, a nod I put in specifically for Anna herself, whose brother did steal her coffee maker once. And I don't believe she actually did uh, just... respond to the same way Venice did, but although I, it I wouldn't would be, be
1: surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a little nod for her. She was very pleased yes. with that uh, because Anna loves she got her revenge, at least Venice did
1: Finally Tommy's getting the chance To unburden himself a little He's Only trying to, He's trying to, yeah But um yeah. yeah, the uh There's other people in the crowd that Want Venice's attention as well
0: Well that's what happens when you're the bartender At right. like, a swinging Kingery Night Spot you know? That's right it's a non stop party at, at, at uh, Equilibrium. At least at night. And those those ladies uh, were like pretty much every lady in right. the script had uh, toss in a line like that, but not in their character voices right. necessarily. So, yeah. So, if you listen closely to so you, you what Tissia sounds
1: like without the voice thank mod. We can talk more in a minute. Whoa, 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 before you go. <laughs> Another. Again, bookending the episode there with the... uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was a big, uh, you know, pain in his butt, but she was still his sister, so... They were still related, and he still somewhere had some, you know, feelings for her as his sister Then he cared about her, and so, you know, he's a little sad about how things went down. As far as he knows, she's dead. Right. So... Or missing, or what? what or,
1: point point being, he doesn't know what's happened, and he just has to assume yeah. the worst because everything else was the worst the that happened there.
0: Exactly, and he had to take some pretty, um, you know, severe measures at mm-hmm. the end of last season, wiping out all of the Shimizus to protect uh, the, the rest of, themselves. you know, the Arkel family. So uh, that's weighing on him as well. Right. And you'll right. see that Raquel sort of him sort of trying to deal with what he had to do Ryan, for the rest of the season. Yes. But here we are now at the end of the episode. Jinkies. Oh, ready, Jinky? went so quick. It does. It
1: does. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, the first episode of season eight. Yes, we are so
0: glad to be back.
1: Kingery begins its climb towards episode one hundred soon. I think next season. Early
0: Season 9, yes. yeah, it'll hit it.
1: Unbelievable. That little, right. little it's show good. has grown into this gigantic, enormous <laughs> tree, and it's fabulous. Uh, anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, let us know what you think. You can always reach us through the website, pennantaudio.com, the Twitter, Pennant Web, the Tumblr, the Facebook. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter, at Flaming Toilet, or on Facebook,
0: uh, Dave Morgan,
1: and you can contact Jeffrey.
0: Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter at Jeffrey Bridges, so you can find me there. And, um, yeah, I think that covers it all. We will be – well, I won't be back for a while, but you'll be back next month. Yes, I will. Thanks.
1: And we'll be back with Susan Bridges, who wrote uh, Episode 2. So we hope you'll join us next time. See ya. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.